Chapter 10. It was quite a large hole, the sort of thing an animal about the size of a fox might have made. James knelt down in front of it and poked his head and shoulders inside. He crawled in. He kept on crawling. This isn't just a hole, he thought excitedly. It's a tunnel. The tunnel was damp and murky, and all around him there was the curious, bittersweet smell of fresh peach. The floor was soggy under his knees. The walls were wet and sticky, and peach juice was dripping from the ceiling. James opened his mouth and caught some of it on his tongue. It tasted delicious. He was crawling uphill now, as though the tunnel were leading straight toward the very center of the gigantic fruit. Every few seconds he paused and took a bite out of the wall. The peach flesh was sweet and juicy and marvelously refreshing. He crawled on for several more yards and then suddenly, bang, the top of his head bumped into something extremely hard blocking his way. He glanced up. In front of him, there was a solid wall that seemed at first as though it were made of wood. He touched it with his fingers. It certainly felt like wood, except that it was very jagged and full of deep grooves. Good heavens, he said. I know what this is. I've come to the stone in the middle of the peach. Then he noticed that there was a small door cut into the face of the peach stone. He gave a push. It swung open. He crawled through it, and before he had time to glance up and see where he was, he heard a voice saying, Look who's here! And another one said, We've been waiting for you. James stopped and stared at the speakers, his face white with horror. He started to stand up, but his knees were shaking so much he had to sit down again on the floor. He glanced behind him, thinking he could bolt back into the tunnel the way he had come. <clears throat> but the doorway had disappeared. There was now only a solid brown wall behind him. James's large, frightened eyes traveled slowly around the room. The creatures, some sitting on chairs, others reclining on a sofa, were all watching him intently. Creatures? Or were they insects? An insect is usually something rather small, is it not? A grasshopper, for instance, is an insect. So what would you call it if you saw a grasshopper as large as a dog? As large as a large dog? You could hardly call that an insect, could you? There was an old green grasshopper, as large as a large dog sitting on a stool, directly across the room from James now. And next to the old green grasshopper, there was an enormous spider. And next to the spider, there was a giant ladybug with nine black spots on her scarlet shell. Each of these three were squatting upon a magnificent chair. On a sofa nearby, reclining comfortably in curled-up positions, there was a centipede and an earthworm. On the floor, over in the far corner, there was something thick and white that looked as though it might be a silkworm. 
but it was sleeping soundly and nobody was paying any attention to it. Every one of these creatures was at least as big as James himself, and in the strange, greenish light that shone down from somewhere in the ceiling, they were absolutely terrifying to behold. I'm hungry, the spider announced suddenly, staring hard at James. I'm famished, the old green grasshopper said. So am I, the ladybug cried. The centipede sat up a little straighter on the sofa. Everyone's famished, he said. We need food. Four pairs of round, black, glassy eyes were all fixed upon James. The centipede made a wriggly movement with his body as though he were about to glide off the sofa. But he didn't. There was a long pause. And an even longer silence. The spider, who happened to be a female spider, opened her mouth and ran a long black tongue delicately over her lips. Aren't you hungry? She asked suddenly, leaning forward and addressing herself to James. Poor James was backed up against the far wall, shivering with fright and much too terrified to answer. What's the matter with you? The old green grasshopper asked. You look positively ill. He looks as though he's going to faint any second, the centipede said. Oh, my goodness, the poor thing, the ladybug cried. I do believe he thinks it's him that we are wanting to eat. There was a roar of laughter from all sides. Oh, dear, oh, dear, they said. What an awful thought. You mustn't be frightened, the ladybug said kindly. We wouldn't dream of hurting you. You are one of us now. Didn't you know that? You are one of the crew. We're all in the same boat. We've been waiting for you all day long, the old green grasshopper said. We thought you were never going to turn up. I'm glad you made it. So cheer up, my boy, cheer up, the centipede said. And meanwhile, I wish you'd come over here and give me a hand with these boots. It takes me hours to get them all off by myself. James decided that this was most certainly not a time to be disagreeable. So he crossed the room to where the centipede was sitting and knelt down beside him. Thank you so much, the centipede said. You are very kind. You have a lot of boots, James murmured. I have a lot of legs, the centipede answered proudly, and a lot of feet, one hundred to be exact. There he goes again, the earthworm cried, speaking for the first time. He simply cannot stop telling lies about his legs. He doesn't have anything like a hundred of, those, of them. He's only got 42. The trouble is that most people don't bother to count them. They just take his word. And anyway, there is nothing marvelous, you know, centipede, about having a lot of legs. Poor fellow, the centipede said, whispering in James's ear. He's blind. He can't see how splendid I look. In my opinion, the earthworm said, the really marvelous thing is to have no legs at all. 
and to be able to walk just the same. You call that walking? cried the centipede. You're a slitherer, that's all you are. You just slither along. I glide, said the earthworm primly. You are a slimy beast, answered the centipede. I am not a slimy beast, the earthworm said. I am a useful and much-loved creature. Ask any gardener you like, and as for you... I am a pest, the centipede announced, grinning broadly and looking around the room for approval. He is so proud of that, the ladybug said, smiling at James, though for the life of me I cannot understand why. I am the only pest in this room, cried the centipede, still grinning away, unless you count old green grasshopper over there, but he has long passed it now. He's too old to be a pest anymore. The old green grasshopper turned his huge black eyes upon the centipede and gave him a withering look. Young fellow, he said, speaking in a deep, slow, scornful voice, I have never been a pest in my life. I am a musician. Hear, hear, said the ladybug. James, the centipede said, your name is James, isn't it? Yes. Well, James, have you ever in your life seen such a marvelous, colossal centipede as me? I certainly haven't, James answered. How on earth did you get to be like that? Very peculiar, the centipede said. Very, very peculiar. Indeed, let me tell you what happened. I was messing about in the garden under the old peach tree, and suddenly a funny little green thing came wriggling past my nose. Bright green it was, and extraordinarily beautiful, and it looked like some kind of a tiny stone or crystal. Oh, but I know what that was, cried James. It happened to me, too, said the ladybug. And me, Miss Spider said. Suddenly there were these little green things everywhere. The soil was full of them. I actually swallowed one, the earthworm declared proudly. So did I, the ladybug said. I swallowed three, the centipede cried. But who's telling this story anyway? Don't interrupt. It's too late to tell stories now, the old green grasshopper announced. It's time to go to sleep. I refuse to sleep in my boots, the centipede cried. How many more are there to come off, James? I think I've done about 20 so far, James told him. Then that leaves 80 to go, the centipede said. 22, not 80 shrieked the earthworm. He's lying again. The centipede roared with laughter. Stop pulling the earthworm's leg, the ladybug said. This sent the centipede into hysterics. Pulling his leg, he cried, wriggling with glee and pointing at the earthworm. Which leg am I pulling? You tell me that. James decided that he rather liked the centipede. He was obviously a rascal, but what a change it was to hear somebody laughing once in a while. He had never heard Aunt Sponge or Aunt Spiker laughing aloud in all the time he had been with them. 
We really must get some sleep, the old green grasshopper said. We've got a tough day ahead of us tomorrow. So, would you be kind enough, Miss Spider, to make the beds?